0: to you live from the Thunderdome, or for semantics, Blood Dome, a dome that looks just like the Thunderdome. Side note, E.B. White wrote Charlotte's Web, that's some Blood Thunderdome, and this is Interdimensional RSS, the unofficial Rick and Morty podcast.
1: Hello everybody, this is Travis. Hello
0: everybody, this is Brandon.
1: (laughs) And welcome to Interdimensional RSS, the, the unofficial Rick and Morty podcast oh my gosh we have a new episode to talk about brandon this has only happened once before in the history of this podcast i know
0: you know let me tell you let me tell you what travis being able to not have to, like cherry pick places out of the show for the intro <laughs> and actually being able to use like and it like a place from the episode we just watched
1: is it's amazing it's, it's it's what we always dreamed it's like it's like the reason we started this podcast in the first place <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah that's it, it's, it's it's so serendipitous how this show has has evolved over time. It, originally to do like a recap, episode, episode recap of the show, and then we're like, well, we don't have time for that because the show's not on back yet. And, <laughs> and here we are. Now we're back
1: to the, the point. We're back to the point where we're supposed to be, Travis. The, the show practically writes itself. Uh, I, I want to start off by saying a, a huge thank you to everybody that's been following us. Uh, all of the episodes that we've done so far up until this point, uh, Unity, you are awesome. And uh, thank you so much for following us on our social media platforms over on Twitter at Rick and Morty on the subreddit, Rick and Morty uh, heading over to the website, apathetic enthusiasm.com slash Rick and Morty Podcast. That's right. And all of your emails at Rick and Morty Podcast at gmail.com. Yeah. Uh, as, as, as a small thank you, and because I just frankly I wanted to make it, uh, if you head over to T Public, uh, our shop is apatheticenthusiasm. dot com slash uh, shop. I made I made Unity shirts, so if you are a fan of the podcast, uh, maybe you saw these on Twitter or over on our Facebook group. But uh, you can head over to T Public and get a "Hello, my name is Unity" shirt. Uh, it's got the interdimensional RSS logo on there. Pick one up and show your fandom for this podcast <laughs> that is loosely related to the show that we all love, which is Rick and Morty.
0: That's that's right, loose Lucy.
1: Loosely Lucy. based
0: in the sky with diamonds.
1: Hold on, loose. <laughs>
0: yeah, that you, I'm not used to you pulling out the musical references there, Travis. That's, that's They're good. in there.
1: They're in there. It's Was why that, I laugh at all the ones you make.
0: That's, a, that's 38 special, right? Sure. Or, yep. or C137 special. Don't expect special. me to
1: know the songs I hear on the radio. Just <laughs> I just sing along to them. And speaking of singing along, Brandon, yeah, I think it is time... For semi pertinent news.
0: It's semi pertinent. It's semi pertinent news. You gotta get pertinent if you got to get semi. News? What? I don't know. Semi
1: pertinent news. <laughs> S- <semi-pertinent> news. <laughs> uh, <laughs> That's my my stu- hope my stupid. hope for this episode of the podcast is that we get a whole slew of new listeners that are that are joining us. If this is your first time listening to the show uh welcome yeah uh for those of you who have been listening to a long time, you know Brandon always does our uh intros for different segments uh on the fly um but it's it's okay. and they're always when, that, they're always that great they're always they're that always great. they're at least that great <laughs> uh, Uh, I do want to say that uh, I want to say the majority of the people that listen to this podcast on a regular basis started listening right after the first episode of season three premiered on April Fool's Day. Uh, And if we can get even a fraction of that many listeners to start listening during the regular season, I would be pleased as punch. Uh, So, yeah, let's let's make that happen. Why?
0: Why is that a saying? Why is pleased as punch? Is it pleased as punch? I've heard it as pleased as pie.
1: Yeah, either way, you're an object that is getting eaten Uh. and has no emotion, so (laughs) I don't know why you're pleased. Uh, If you know why you're pleased as punch or pie, hit us up on all those social media things I already rattled off earlier. That's right. Uh, You could be pleased as pie, you could be pleased as punch, but can you be pleased as sauce, Brandon, specifically that Szechuan sauce? Ooh, Uh, get that
0: segue, (laughs) dough.
1: (laughs) <laughs> yes see yes we have had like 20 something episodes to pr- prepare for these segues i can i can just rattle them off now <laughs> uh yeah the sauce is for real and justin roiland as we mentioned last week on the episode uh justin roiland said at comic-con that mcdonald's was going to be sending him some of that szechuan sauce that has been uh the obsession of rick and morty fans especially on the rick and morty subreddit the obsession uh and and he got it and posted pictures of it. Brandon, just roll through some of the amazing package that uh McDonald's sent to Justin Royland.
0: You want me to you want me to roll through the package?
1: Yeah, I want you to talk about Justin Royland's package.
0: What the hell is that? <laughs> well, you know, he's he's average. He's average for a man his height and weight. Um yeah, so McDonald's they they sent. They went back in time. Uh, to a, an alternate dimension where they had extra jugs of that sweet, extra sweet jugs Szechuan sauce. sauce, and they they sent it off to Justin Roiland, uh, in like in what looked to be it reminded me of like Back to the Future when Doc Brown opens up the thing and it's got the uranium or plutonium yeah. mm-hmm. or whatever it is.
1: Uh, they stole from the Libyans.
0: Yeah, yeah, you get the you get the reference, Travis. Yeah, like that whenever I to you <laughs>
1: Uh, And yeah, there
0: was, there was, there were jugs of Szechuan sauce in there and God, and, and yeah, uh, it's, it was like a custom label on the bottom too. I, I don't remember exactly what it re- read, but it was like,
1: so sort of to paraphrase, this isn't the exact stuff, but they, they sent a really cool note along with it that said the Szechuan sauce comes from a dimension where it never left the year like 1998. That's right. And so there was, they had a portal open. They were able to get four jugs of the sauce. They sent one of the jugs uh, to Justin Royland in that cool thing. I think this, the thing underneath it says, uh, I don't know. The, the label says something about the sauce only being available in 1998 and in particular dimensions where, you know, there's animated something or other, whatever. Uh, but so that's all cool. And the sauce, like, it looks like old school, like 98, like, like, uh, logos from McDonald's and like, it just, it doesn't, it looks like they really put in some work to, to really sell this and, uh, kudos to them because I'm sure it's being retweeted into oblivion. Uh, but they didn't just bring back one jug of sauce. They brought back four jugs of sauce. And though I'm not exactly sure how they're going to get them out there. They have said that those other three jugs of sauce are going to get out to, I guess, Rick and Morty fans somewhere. I don't know yeah. if there's a way you can win it. I don't know if you have to go and buy chicken nuggets and you know, hope for the best.
0: They were, there was whatever McDonald's was doing like, like, retweet this, do whatever, and you'll be entered to win. And I think McDonald's sent DMs on Twitter to, to specific people. So we're, we're, still, yeah. we're still waiting to see. Uh, I didn't Car- see that. carping
1: them DMs. <laughs>
0: yeah. carping them. D- I didn't see that tweet until this morning. Uh, so we, we missed the deadline. I'm sorry, Travis.
1: That's, yeah. that's my bad. Uh, and speaking of sauce, I'm still waiting on our golden sauce packet. Uh, uh not, yeah. not to name any names, but you know, I check the, I check the mail every day.
0: Not, so not to just, name I'm any names. Saying. Not, not Dan names. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, uh, Yes, so hopefully the sauce comes out and then we all bathe in it And it like like I put it in my armpits and then i go, I, I, I want to ask
1: I want to ask <laughs> you though, does this does this put yeah. the whole sauce thing to rest like I mean I feel like the time between April first and July thirtieth that was the period of the sauce that was sort of what everybody was obsessed with just before they moved on to making everything into a pickle rick uh but <laughs> Like the, it was the summer of sauce, and I feel like the sauce is out there. Justin Roiland has the sauce. He says he's gonna do a video of them them trying it out. Yeah. But I th- I think I think the sauce is behind us, and we can finally move forward with the rest of uh, season three and and make memes that have some sort of variety to them. <laughs> I I
0: think I think so. I don't wanna I don't wanna linger on this too much longer. But I think the the sauce was a joke. The sauce was a joke, and now that <laughs> the sauce is in. There and then they have it actually physically. We can we can move on.
1: Mo- moving, on. Uh, moving on, moving on to Honolulu where this this weekend you were uh, uh-huh. a little busy, a little busy out at the Honolulu Comic Con. Tell, tell us what was going on out there. Yeah,
0: I did I did a I did two panels. The first panel was just a podcasting panel. I got some people from Honolulu and then we did. Uh, I met them, and then I walked around with one dude, and then we just made fun of uh, things together on the floor of Comic-Con. <laughs> but that's not the important one. The important one is on Saturday, I hung out with uh, this guy, Garrick. He does an on-the-spot improv thing uh, to do a reading of Me Seeks and Destroy. And I did my best Rick impression, my best Rick impression. <laughs> and then after we did the episode, there was like 50 minutes total that episode only lasts like 22, 23 minutes if you're script reading it. And, well, there was extra time. So they're like, yeah, well, now let's improv as the characters. And I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> I wasn't. I only. And your face
1: turned white and I, green drool started to <laughs> come out of your mouth.
0: I only watched the episode 700 times to get all the, <laughs> all the <laughs> way he says things right. Now, I don't know how to improv as him. Uh, so I I did that and I actually, I I think I did fairly well. I mean, I think at some point in time, you know, if people are there watching, they're like, okay, we know they're not the real voice actors. They're doing their best. Uh, Let's just enjoy it. Let's just enjoy the ride.
1: I I gotta say, I've gotten a chance to watch a little bit of the video. I feel like you capture the spirit of Rick pretty well. Uh, even if it's not a hundred percent spot on, like you, you get the fact that you are doing a Rick impression. Um, it doesn't seem out of place, and the guy sitting next to you who did Jerry, uh, <laughs> when he first like does his first in character voice line, he sounds just like Parnell, and it cracked me up. Like I don't know, he was he was spot on. Uh, it, did you post that whole video up on our YouTube page? I, I
0: did, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll have links to it on the show notes, and I I put it on uh, our Reddit. i and I I tweeted it out, but I tweeted it out like like hidden with like. Uh, here's a video but also hey season three here guys
1: <laughs> surprise <laughs> so. let's let's just not i think you should all go and check it out uh and if you are looking for a reason to relive the me six episode and yet another way uh what better way than watching brandon do it <laughs> <laughs> I, I, <laughs> live. I, I i would
0: i would say do go to like the end the back end where they do act, the actual improv stuff <laughs>
1: like all right like that's
0: right. A, that's the stuff where i'm like oh shit but then i ended up having fun with it um
1: Good deal. Good deal. Yeah. Uh, and look for the Easter egg that, that Brandon swapped out based on a conversation he had with uh, the Brian, Brian Newton. Newton. Yeah. Yeah. A couple episodes back. And if you haven't listened to that uh, Ryan, interview, go check that out, Ryan out as Stone well.
0: Cowboy. I read rhinestone cowboy. I listened to that song like six times to get the exact <laughs> wording. Okay.
1: <laughs> Next uh, up. Speaking, speaking of live reads, uh, another surprise that uh, was hinted at a little bit. Um, but that was over, uh, in the Starburns Castle, we got a new live event that we are actually going to have throughout the season, and that is Rickling Morty, the show after the show, sort of the Talking Dead-esque, uh, show that Adult Swim is putting on, uh, so that if you want to hear from various writers or whoever, whatever guests they have on, uh, they're doing a live show. I watched it on Facebook Live. I don't know if it was up on it was, uh, it was, Adult Swim stream or, or what, but I, I caught it on Facebook.
0: Yeah, actually, I, I was about to say I did catch on Adult Swim, but that's a lie because I pretty much just, I followed the link that you sent me. <laughs> so yeah, it was yeah. it was Facebook Live. I was on Facebook Live, Travis.
1: Yeah, it was, it was an interesting thing. I mean, I, I'm all for additional content and for... Uh, watching more Rick and Morty stuff. I, I really love the behind-the-scenes aspects of things and hearing about the process of how the show comes together. That's, That's right. kind of why we do this podcast in the first place. Um, so, yeah, I, I think it's cool, and I just listen. I subscribed to Harmontown on Apple Podcasts, and they just released the announcement saying that they are doing uh, Harmontown on Saturday nights through October um. in order to make room for... Uh, this weekly Rickling Morty uh, live show, so you can expect every week them to to do additional content. Uh, if you didn't know about it, I'm sure you can catch it over on Facebook or, or over right. at Adult Swim. Uh, but yeah, they they talked about the the process for writing this episode and um, a lot of other very.
0: dispersed
1: topics um but yeah it's it's pretty good time
0: yeah i I wonder you know the the few live stream events we've seen of like after show discussions uh there's there's been a different host for each one of them and and i'm wondering i'm wondering if there is a spot out there for me on the 20th of august since i'll be in burbank they should everyone should go out there and say
1: hey hey a a humble (laughs) plug Brandon yeah, get, can do this too. Rally, rally together unity and get Brandon <laughs> on uh, Rickling Live. Even uh, just get him in the room. I don't know, but you yeah. know, if you if you, if you could be up on the couch or, or hosting a panel, that'd be that'd be great.
0: Yeah, even if I like streak, but like with all my clothes on.
1: Yeah, yeah. Because I, I want to be Brandon streak.
0: I don't want to be branded a uh, a you know a, a sexual predator in California.
1: Yeah, not again. You you tell <laughs> no. that. Road. I'm still on the list. It's six, it's <laughs> 30 years later. The statute of limitations hasn't passed quite yet. <laughs> I don't Uh but which
0: which means I would have been 5. I would have been 5 when they branded me a sexual predator.
1: <laughs> uh speaking of statute of limitations, I want to say another big thank you to everybody that has been listening, sharing this podcast uh or if you've been downloading it for the first time because we broke the top 100 on the iTunes uh tv and film category and we were actually up at like about 70 when i checked earlier today so big uh you know that is all you guys uh we're gonna do this show every week and and try to make it as good as possible but you guys are the ones that are listening to it and sharing it and supporting the show so another big thank you to everybody listening for you know we got a lot of game of thrones podcasts to compete with and uh and the fact that we can get up that high on the uh on the charts is uh it's pretty cool so thanks a lot unity uh, yeah. And that's I think that's that, all the news. Anything that, else, Brandon?
0: That that is it. That is it. Thank you, everyone, for listening to semi-pertinent news. Let's get on let's get on to the next thing that we do.
1: It's <laughs> it's called the main thing.
0: The main thing. The main thing. Ow. So I hit my head for that. <laughs> <laughs> I hit, I was like hitting my head, but I was hitting the I have headphones on, so like hitting the whatever uh,
1: you know, you find music. I, I, I have I have the benefit of, of actually having video and being able to see you as we record this podcast. And, and that was uh yeah, that that was unexpected. Uh you know, I mean percussion is, is a good thing to have, but uh it could, was, could, it was, it was, it was, it was like tribal. It could, was, uh. Could you hear
0: that in the microphone? I couldn't, uh, like, you smack it my head? head.
1: Yeah, I could definitely hear that in the mic. So, well, you uh, know. Hopefully I, it picks up well on the, on the recording.
0: I also like to practice some, some dissonance. You know, uh, <laughs> music is not just, you know, you know, harmonization. It's also dissonance.
1: Yeah. Yeah, totally. I uh, went well, to a
0: semester of college. Okay.
1: Just one? <laughs> yeah, just one. <laughs>
0: Anyways, uh, we're, let's get let's get on with it. Trav's. Uh, we're talking about, of course, season three, episode F and two. Rick Mansing the stone. Do you do you want to start by just you want to you want to start with saying how much you liked it or disliked it or do you want to just get get? Why don't you lead the way? You're the lead uh, way guy. Well,
1: I I think <laughs> uh, we we've we've done so many actual show reviews, uh, I, like three or whatever, uh. But yeah, so this this uh, episode was uh written by Jane Becker. Yes. Uh, and this was a fun fact if you didn't watch Rickling Morty. Uh this is the first episode to uh be written uh by a female, so kudos to them. Yeah. Uh and it was really interesting I this if I mean obviously you guys watch the show. Um but it it deals a lot with the Smith family and sort of the fallout from the divorce, the divorce decision at the end of episode 301. Uh, it's it's the first episode where I felt like you really had to watch a previous episode in the season to get the full grasp on what was going on. Um, I, I, I think you could watch this episode standalone and, and understand it and understand what was happening, but I think that the episode uh, works better in conjuncture with uh the rickshank redemption conjuncture uh, did, uh, conjuncture is that what Con, i said did i say that, did it, was it was like it was, was, like was like a cross between conjecture words? and rick conjuncture rick the rick juncture?
0: <laughs> conjuncture conjuncture juncture what's your functure?
1: <laughs> i don't know i don't i don't know talking i'm
0: sorry uh, <laughs> um i'm not gonna now i'm not you're gonna rubbing edit your
1: nipples out. what's going on brandon
0: I I have to go back to work after this. Um <laughs> Yeah, no, you're you're right. You're right about that. I I don't I can't recall another episode of the series where it relied so much on the previous episode unless you're counting uh the season 3 premiere or the season 2 premiere where they they kind of tie in from the, the the season before. But this one was and, like like more so, I think.
1: Yeah, and I think uh and and we've talked about this on a lot of our past episodes where a lot of the Rick and Morty episodes seem to kind of be uh compartmentalized and the, and they can work on their own but in the San Diego Comic-Con panel uh Dan and Justin talked about how this this whole season is going to feel more like a continuing story and they're going to they're going to build on things that happened in previous episodes so i i don't know if that's just an adjustment that I'm going to need to get used to. But Mm -hmm. there were, there were some moments in this episode where um, it didn't feel like a traditional Rick and Morty episode to me. And I think maybe that was just because, because of that fact. And also because um, there wasn't quite as much of a balance between like an A and B plot. Uh, It seems like uh, most of it was focused on the, the Mad Max area. I, you could say that the B plot was back in C-137 with Beth, you know, and the and the and the robot versions of the kids, and um, but there was so such a little amount of time spent uh on that side of the story that I felt like it really kind of hugged the uh the one aspect of the show a little bit more.
0: Yeah, and and I think what kind of differentiated it was the the B plot wasn't wasn't really a B plot because it all still tied to the main the main story, right? Like even the like yeah. the Beths the Beth stuff was still about everyone dealing with this divorce and this separation.
1: Right. Right. And, and so in true Rick and Morty fashion, in, instead of, uh, you know, like a family counseling session or, or anything like that, we, we get to see how everyone in the family is dealing uh, with, with this divorce through headed to a post-apocalyptic wasteland and just seeing them uh, kind of live out their frustrations. Uh, Summer, in particular, from the very get go in this episode, has has a very different demeanor. I think, and she's she's acting differently in the garage. As soon as she sees Jerry, she's immediately ready to get out of that situation. She doesn't care what the adventure is; just get us out of here so we can go do something else.
0: Yeah, it it I I don't know how long it's been since I mean in the in the show's universe, how long it's been since the uh season 3 episode 1 and season 3 episode 2 like what that 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 time like how how long has jerry been living in this apartment by himself you know so we we haven't seen the, the kind of ramifications of of that time yet we just know that like all of a sudden summer is is being just completely uh it, she ignores jerry pretty much she doesn't want anything to do with him and uh you know she's she's like like a mini rick i guess not a tiny Rick, like a mini Rick. She just <laughs> she just doesn't care. She's got that, that nihilism abound with her,
1: right? Absolutely. And I, I think uh it shows when they're in the car chase, uh how she's acting, the fact that she's like I we we've talked about it before, but Summer is an awesome character who uh who is very much like Rick in a lot of ways. And and she's she's solving problems, she takes his flask to fire up the engine. Uh, and gets them out of harm's way, but then she's also the one that keeps them in harm's way. And it's like, you know what? we could get away scot- free, but give me that shotgun. I'm gonna go try <laughs> and flip a truck with it and then uh, ends up convincing everyone, well, she doesn't do the final convincing, but she's trying to get everybody to continue to hang out uh, with these cannibals.
0: Uh, yeah, that's right. and and Morty is he's wondering openly, like why are why are we still here? Why aren't we? You know, Summer's acting funny. Like we should, we should get out of here. Uh, and well, the whole reason is, well, Rick is trying to get this gigantic ball of green kryptonite-looking stuff. Uh, I, yeah, I forget- which
1: I apparently is that is the uh, reasoning for the title of the episode, Rick Mancing the Stone. It's because Rick is in love with this rock, and uh, and that's the reason why they they stay there. One of my favorite lines is uh, when Rick is like, "All right." bad pitch. What if we stay here and become pan- cannibals or whatever? Like how like he doesn't give a big reason. He's just like, what if we did this? And Summer's so against going home and dealing with the actual problems that they have that she's like, yep, I'm all in. And Morty's like, I don't get it. Like yeah. but Rick has the portal gun. So I guess, I guess I'm staying.
0: And, and Morty doesn't get it until Rick uh, throws him into the blood dome too, or thunder dome, <laughs> whatever you want to call it in order to distract the the mutants from the, the stone. And so he injects Morty's arm with the muscle memory of a dismembered arm, and so that's why Morty's arm gets all huge. And then they throws him in the blood dome, and hey, they learn something about muscle memory uh, that the that the muscles remember things.
1: <laughs> uh, I thought I thought the uh, giant beefy arm was awesome. Uh, I love how it was pretty much the whole length of Morty's body uh, It made for a really interesting design on Morty and how he's like jumping around and like using it almost as like this, this additional leg or something that, that could kind of project <laughs> him off of, of different things. Uh, so kudos to the animators for, for throwing that all together and yeah. Um, just, I, and then with that, the writing was outstanding because he's in there and he's like, you know, just pummeling people. But then he's like, dealing with his repressed like divorce issues as well and beating up one guy, but talking to him like he's Jerry and being like, why don't you just go back to her or leave? Like, why don't you make a decision? (laughs) Um, So, you know, all of them are dealing with uh, the divorce in different ways. And even Rick is not immune to it. Uh, We see throughout the, the course of the episode, Rick, who you would think would either be happy about the situation or um, just sort of not really caring about what's going on. He even makes comments about the fact that the divorce is affecting him, seeing Beth go through it is affecting him, and he is even trying to avoid that situation.
0: Yeah, I, yeah. I, the, the thing with, with Morty and the arm, right? It, and it, there's a, in our Facebook group, I linked a thing from Adult Swim where it's like they talk about Rick Mansing the Stone a little bit and not the live stream, but an actual like edited video. Uh, and then they talk about how like the arm becomes like a weird father figure for for Morty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, yeah. Um, and and I I I, rel- I relate to Morty a little bit not with a giant arm, um, but the sense like he's like he's watching out for everyone else. He's watching out for his sister. He's like, ah, oh, you know, she's you know she's not acting right, and it's really affecting her. And he's spending so much time focusing on everyone else's problems in helping, helping sister out that he doesn't realize that, Oh yeah, this is actually affecting me heavily too. Like I, I, I relate to yeah, that cause I'm always like, sure. yeah. no Chelsea, it's okay. It's just a cheeseburger. And she's like, no, I wanted a Mcfish sandwich. And I'm like, Oh, <laughs> come on. And, but in the meantime, like I don't get my large fries, you know? And sure. it's just how yeah. we deal.
1: It's pretty much the same thing. Like yeah. divorce is like that. It's like <laughs> large fries. Uh, yeah. I, I think it's it's an interesting thing with this show because this this episode is a fantastic episode, uh, but in some different ways than we traditionally think about Rick and Morty. Um I, I don't there were some hilarious gags in this, and I think we're gonna get into some of our favorite bits here in just a minute. Uh, but there was a lot of serious stuff going on, and so um I don't know, there were times where like I didn't know how to feel like I wanted to be laughing at the show, but at the same time, like seeing Morty go through these hard times and, and wrestling with his feelings and literally wrestling with, with giant uh, brooding guys. <laughs> like, uh, you know, like it, it, was, it was, a weird thing there. Um, so yeah, but it, I don't know. Like they talk about this being a darker season. Uh, do you feel like this was a particularly dark episode? Just be, like, I don't think that the emotional, tones made it dark it just made it more serious
0: yeah i don't it, it's not dark to me yet it's it's the whole i i think the other episodes right that has that are like dark or uh, they're, they're cynical they that stuff shows up at like the tail end of the episode right like in the closing minutes like rick's about to commit trying to commit suicide like it's it happens at the end it's not necessarily okay. yeah like steeped throughout um yeah but this one is, and like, there are
1: some there's some dark moments. There's the, there's the point where uh, where the arm is unsuccessful at, at killing the king or <laughs> or the lord or whatever it was, and so Rick comes in to help Morty finish the job. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's I think that's kind of dark. That
0: that way, that that way we're both responsible.
1: <laughs> we're both accountable, Morty. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, yeah, I'll I'll say the part where so when when Rick is back in the the wasteland universe and rick and morty and summer they have robot versions of them and they're getting those robot versions are getting recalled from uh back into the garage and robot morty's like no no i don't want to i don't want to go back i want to be real i want to feel the the ice cream i want to taste <laughs> I, I wanna it i want to
1: taste ice cream i don't i don't just want to put it in my mouth and yeah. have it go in my throat and I then, frolic in a stream
0: uh, <laughs> 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 and he wants he wants to hold beth and like like that part he's like becoming sentient and then when he gets overridden that noise that noise of him like Ew! like that digital shutdown yeah 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 it's a really creepy noise to me yeah and,
1: and he's just like hello and then walks away like he's been reprogrammed <laughs> yeah. uh i love i love when they first introduce the the morty and summer robots and the real rick is sitting at the table and they're all eating spaghetti but like The robots are not being very natural. So Rick is giving them audible instructions like (laughs) dial down, you know, your snarkiness by 15% or whatever. And then like Morty goes into quote mode and everything. But Uh, then, like, right after that, there's a line where Rick tries, like, Beth says something and Rick tries to give one of those audio corrections to Beth. Each but way. then like, kind of half realized, oh, wait, that's the real Beth. I can't control her the way I do these robots. Yeah,
0: try try crying 15% less. Mm, <laughs> I think, don't know. I think is, uh, is what he said. <laughs> yeah, I mean, clearly Rick throughout the series doesn't know how to handle real emotion. Uh, it, yeah, and there's, all there's part
1: of me that wonders if he'd be fine with just robot versions of all of his family. Um, I'm sure he'd get fed up with that after a while uh as we know rick rick really does care about these people so uh he he could only survive so long on robot version all right well we i mean we've been talking about a lot of serious stuff but uh this is again one of the funniest shows on television so i want to know what were some of your favorite uh little bits yeah some of your some of your favorite <laughs> lines and, and and comedic uh parts of the parts of this episode uh
0: you know <laughs> some of the anything with the arm i think was just like with, when like the arm having such a like dramatic backstory <laughs> right and like yeah. like flashing and back. you like
1: get like the first person like view of what the arm went through and yeah.
0: uh that, that was very really funny and then like that the the whole exchange between morty and the fit that the hand being like can you just you make a fist if you <laughs> if this is if <laughs> like, this is over it's not over
1: <laughs> it's 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 weird because I, I have dabbled in some american sign language and there are some points where like the hand is trying to like fingerspell or use actual sign language to uh-huh. like talk <laughs> to him and i was just like hey oh, I, I vaguely remember that being a thing uh, but yeah I, I thought that his his lack of communication or his struggles to communicate with the arm were pretty great um yeah uh, and then what, the, what,
0: n- name, naming it armothy <laughs> yeah <laughs>
1: <laughs> like, like, there's no even. There isn't really a, a reason to name it even in the first place. But I don't know he's he's developed that connection. And once no. once you name a pet, you can't take it back. You know, and, the, it's, it's and then forever. they do
0: like the hug at the end. <laughs> <Like> the <laughs> big ass arm. Uh, that that big ass arm. Like, there's there's so many uh, pictures out there, memes now, where like uh, SpongeBob with a huge arm. They showed Trogdor because he's got the big beefy arm there. And you said yep. beefy arm yep. earlier. Uh, it reminds me of a Simpsons episode when when Homer gets a single dumbbell. And he's just lifting. <laughs> he
1: only worked out the one arm. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, what, what, uh, what about you? What pops out immediately? Uh,
1: a lot of the things that really got me laughing out loud or lulling, if you will, uh, were were just like one liners and, and and quick quips. Uh, almost everything going on with Jerry. Um, you know, I feel for the guy, uh, but the the scene uh, it, it happens twice in the episode, but uh, at the very beginning of the show and also at the end when the when he's all alone. And it's quiet, and the wind blows, and you just hear, loser. Like, and he's like, what? What was that? Like, uh, I just love the idea that that's that's potentially him just inside his own head, like, thinking he's a loser. Or that that could go as far as really, like, Rick being somewhere and, like, just tormenting Jerry still and calling him a loser. Uh, It could be a number of things. Um, There's there's also a great little... uh, line where they're in the blood dome and they uh rick needs to he pulls a gun on somebody and then looks right at camera and is like we'll be right back folks uh and he like he he just basically throws the show to commercial is is a great kind of callback to the way rick will break the fourth wall and really engage with the audience sort of like he knows he's in a show and i know that there are theories out there that some people think that that's what's happening so i don't know i thought that was good
0: I don't know maybe maybe he is Deadpool maybe Deadpool is a different version of Rick <laughs> that's that's how that's how fan theories get started we just we yeah. pick two we, separate we, we, references just and, run with it folks <laughs> um what what i really i i liked the exchange
1: with the wolf at the end but before yeah. the loser part <laughs> Why the why the wolf Maybe you feed off my like shame or whatever, and that's why you do it. Like
0: Um, Ryan Ridley, uh, he posted Ah. one of his favorite reactions on on Twitter, and one of the reactions to the episode was these people talking about how well paychecks don't come in the mail anymore; they come online, and so the wolf wouldn't need to have the eat be able to eat the paycheck. Besides, yeah there can... was an
1: extended discussion about possible ways to receive an <laughs> unemployment check he, he could and... just go
0: back to you know as long as he has a stub he can go back and get because the cash hasn't been or the check hasn't they'll
1: been see that it hasn't been cashed and they'll cut him a new <laughs> check i don't understand the problem yeah uh also speaking of ryan ridley uh he plays the i think i think dan Harmon refers to him as the assistant uh, that <laughs> crawls in and says he's going to get coffee. Well, the intern summer. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's right. Uh, what's, what's the dude with the bucket on his head? Uh, what was his name?
0: I, I didn't catch it. And I watched the episode like uh, three times.
1: Yeah. Like, I watched it a couple times. It's, it's out there. We're, we're, we didn't do our homework enough. We'll be we'll, <laughs> we better next week. But, uh, I do like the exchange where he, he takes the bucket off of his head and he's got the mustache on and she's like, and like, not only like, does he have that? Like completely different look than you would expect but his entire attitude changes and sort of like he just kind of spirals into this you know monologue about not being sure of himself and (laughs) he just completely changes how he, yeah and so uh, i thought that that was a uh a great scene as well so i uh anything anything else that you stood out to you uh
0: i want to i want to bring i want to make a point about that scene again (laughs) is i don't know if i'm jealous or what but like it was a weird like it was weird seeing Summer like about to have sex with that that dude on the on the table. I,
1: I think it's been uh, clearly stated on the show that you have maybe a, a slight thing for Summer, <laughs> maybe just like a little bit. So you know, I don't, you know, yeah. I, I I I didn't maybe have the same feelings you did, Uh um,
0: yeah. Uh, you you know uh, last last thing I have about the the episode at the end Rick uses the stone to power up the, everybody's uh the the Raiders uh, hovels or whatever and they just like they go so instantly into just domesticated like like well,
1: suburban life yeah, yeah they're they're watching the, the blood dome playoffs and and not really getting up off the couch at all
0: yeah I, and and Summer walks in with just like like scavenge like a like a baby's head or something like falls out of a, a paper bag. And then she starts fighting with, with her now husband, I guess. And I think that's such a like a cool way to to show Summer, like, oh, this is this is how things fall apart in relationships just so quickly. Uh not- Yeah,
1: well and I think I think Rick may have orchestrated that a little bit. Uh he he said he injected a few creature comforts to kind of speed the process along, but uh yeah I I don't sometimes I always just feel like Rick's in control and and, and is kind of dictating what's happening. So. What
0: why why did her, why did her husband like like uh, everyone else is like still in their like wasteland garb and he's just got this like really clean white shirt with the bucket on his head still.
1: Yeah yeah that's like, well, part of his identity now. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that that shirt was so clean like uh it's funny to me. And she has
1: know, a G-string on. Maybe they I don't know if you noticed that. Uh, Summer has a G-string on. <laughs> but I, I'm sure you noticed it. No, I All didn't. All right, folks. <laughs> I read about it online. Yeah, that's it. Uh, okay, everybody. Well, that that is our take on Rick Mancing the Stone. Uh, overall, I thought it was a good episode, and uh, I, I, I didn't feel quite as pumped as um, uh, the Rickshank Redemption, but I feel like the, the show took us in a different direction uh, it wasn't this exciting action-packed thriller with Rick getting out of prison. It was more really dealing with the emotional and psychological situations that uh, all of our main characters are dealing with right now. And uh, it's kind of cool that a cartoon, an animated show, is willing to take on uh, some of those aspects of personality and uh, and air them in something that is also a comedy with, you know, poop and fart jokes and stuff. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I I really like this episode. I know some folks out there are like, oh no, I won't. This isn't my favorite episode of the series, and clearly it's because a woman wrote it. Uh, I'm not a huge fan of that oh, reaction. Gosh. I've seen that a bunch out there, and and frankly, that's 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 kind of depressing. Like I, I don't know. Like Jane did a, a great job uh, with this episode, right? And and Dan Harmon in the after show was talking about like needing that female perspective in the, the writer's room because you know, like he's a dude, like I'm a dude. Yeah, absolutely. You're, you're a yeah. dude so far as I know, Travis. And like, we don't have that perspective. Um, right.
1: Yeah. And, uh, uh, so anyways, I, I mean, yeah, I, I, I think she did a great job, especially with the, based on the fact that they said that the show started as an episode about, uh, being able to travel in and out of different books Yes. And the fact that it kind of evolved into what it is now. I'm assuming that's why we had this post-apocalyptic wasteland combined with some weird Game of Thrones looking castles and knights and weird stuff. Yeah, uh, I think that may have been a residual thing that was sort of a holdover from the original version of the script because I still didn't understand why there was like a castle <laughs> uh, and and like you know uh, yeah. a paint washer and things like that.
0: that that's that's true. Uh, I will I'll, the last thing I'll say about about Jane. So uh, if you if you go to the credits, the credits of the episode, I think there's co-editor Jane Jessica Gao and then Erica Rosby and Sarah Carbiner, and like those those four names are like on like two of the title cards. And uh I th- I think that's I think that's awesome. So good good on them. They don't listen to the show, but uh you know, congratulations yeah. to them for nothing. Really sure it
1: on Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> uh all right, guys. Uh speaking of all those shout outs, uh it's time for our final segment, which is of course listener suggestions and short outs. And I have no song uh, for this one. Yeah, we don't do a song because we mix it up here on the podcast. Uh first and foremost we got we got some tweets. Uh and this is a fairly recent tweet actually within the last like 12 hours or so yeah uh this is no 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 <laughs> dbd dbd all caps uh who posted that he had some trouble subscribing to us um yeah i i feel incredibly bad i hope uh, it, it looks like based on these screenshots that, that you shared with us you were able to listen to the show hopefully you have resolved your ability to subscribe to the show um and it, and I'm really sorry else... about that. We've done some troubleshooting. Uh, yeah, if, but I, I think the, I think the best thing, Brandon, for everyone to do is to just go out and try to subscribe to the podcast. I think that's the best way for everyone. Yeah. All you, especially you, Unity, uh, to go out there and make sure you're help. getting every episode of this podcast every week as it's released. Uh, yeah, go test that theory. See yeah. if you can subscribe to the help, show or not.
0: Help us troubleshoot. And have have all your friends and family subscribe as well, because the more people we get to subscribe, the the faster we'll find the issue. That's yeah, what...
1: yeah. That's exactly how that works, Brad. Absolutely. <laughs> uh,
0: no new emails, but hey, guess what? Guess what? Unity, our Facebook shit. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna quote what I wrote here verbatim. Holy shit, we have so many people on our Facebook now. Holy shit. Holy shit. Um, yeah.
1: We, it's we, it's amazing what 20 boomed. bucks will do we it just boomed. just like just for the sake of transparency uh we ha- we really have not plugged our facebook page at all on this uh, podcast nope. uh it's not e- it wasn't even in the top of this show nope. i didn't really talk about it uh but we we did a targeted ad and uh holy cow people have definitely shown up in droves so thanks to everybody yeah. if you listen to the show if you if you Uh, found us by by following us on facebook you guys are awesome and and welcome to unity and uh we're happy to have you guys here and and again if you if you follow us on twitter uh our facebook page is essentially a clone of our twitter all of our tweets go over to our facebook page so yeah uh you know you're not missing out on a whole lot (laughs) uh but we we do throw some some exclusive stuff up directly onto the facebook page as well so if you're on facebook and you want to check it out uh head over there and 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 like the show
0: yeah, there you go. Do it. Uh, and then we... Uh, questions over our friend, Mr. SireDog. SireDog. Uh, he, he writes, it comes out that the reason Rick is hopping dimensions and... Const- this is, this by the way, this is just a prediction. Yeah, this
1: was, this was a, a prediction that he posted yeah. on the subreddit.
0: It comes out that the reason Rick is hopping dimensions and constantly depressed is because he's on an end- ending search for his dead wife. However, the reason she doesn't exist in any other dimension is his fault. Tammy and Phoenix person are gathering all the people that Rick has ever wronged ever growing list. Aberdolph Linkler was at the party where Tammy met bird person. Also Revolio clockberg jr. aka Gearhead evil Morty perhaps. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, that's a good, that's a good prediction. I, I, I'm hope that that's the idea for my video game. So, you know, (laughs) if there's, if there's any new develop, if there's any game developers out there, go listen to our video game episode of this podcast. Yeah. And yeah. and help there's, there's, me develop there's
1: solid gold out there. If you're a developer, Brandon has a freebie just just waiting out there for help you help to... me develop that game. Yeah. All right. Um I don't I don't, there's this there's this weird feeling to me that when it when it comes to uh Rick's wife, his his dead wife, uh there's there's infinite timelines, there's infinite dimensions uh and Rick has the capability to kind of move through all of them. So I, I'm confused why we are living with this premise that, you know, hit is it Diane? I think it's Diane. Uh, I, I think that's the name he used anyway, uh, that she's dead in all versions of time and space. Like I, I feel like if he really wanted to be with this person, like he would go to the dimension where one was alive and be with her. Um, now maybe there's a whole council of Ricks that that had the same idea and that, and maybe maybe something horrible happened, but uh, I I don't fully buy into the his wife was dead. I think that there was some sort of divorce situation. Rick was caught up in his science and his adventures, and that created some sort of tear between him and Beth's mom, and so Beth ended up being raised mostly by her, and and eventually came back into Beth's life somewhere around the beginning of the series. But that's, that's my personal prediction.
0: Uh, you know, what if uh, I'll throw this out there? I'll go back to the uh, inner, the first time we see interdimensional TV uh, where Summer's going through and all she, she's playing Yahtzee in all of them, Yahtzee in all of them, or she doesn't exist, right? Like of all these different dimensions, you infinity poss infinite poss- possibilities. She's always just doing like two things. Yeah. What if? What if there's th- there? And, and this is obviously just fan theory. You know, whatever. In infinite possibilities, uh, Rick's wife is still dead. Like there's just some something happened, and then she's she's just gone. Like maybe he maybe he, yeah. he fucked up yeah, I mean, so they, much that you know, I, yeah. I yeah yeah, yeah, yeah yeah. I'm just throwing that out. There. <laughs>
1: yeah. I mean, I think it's possible. Uh, what do you think about Tammy and Phoenix person gathering up all of Rick's uh, frenemies uh, and and com- coming back? I, I, do you think that they're still hung up on Rick and and, and out searching for revenge or yeah? Or what, what do you think they're up to? You think that's what they do. do?
0: I think th- I I think they're probably going to like uh, um like a Panera Bread and they're having like a <laughs> little like lunch at Panera Bread with a sourdough bread bowl with broccoli mm. cheddar soup and Ooh, shoot. and a uh, you know ham. I think I
1: think Phoenix person is just like nibbling on the crust yeah. of the bread bowl though awesome. he's not actually eating the soup.
0: Well, if you get the 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 stone-rye bread, it's got like the little oats on the the side of it. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, that's what I think they're doing. Uh, okay, like having yeah, nothing to do with fair. Rick or maybe having like a I, book club.
1: I I think because the Galactic Federation has uh essentially crumbled, uh I don't think she's tied to any um particular government and and maybe this is her chance to just sail off into the sunset with Phoenix person and live a happy life maybe on a tiny planet or somewhere where the sun is screaming. And, uh, who knows? Who knows?
0: You know, happy happy wife ha- happy life Phoenix person, you know. Uh anyways, well, I think that's it for the show everyone. Unity, thank you again for listening. You are fan plastic and <laughs> uh you know every week we come over here and travis and i talk and we we love the show just as much as you do if not less and we just appreciate the hell out of you so so thank you hit us up on our social media we'll be there um i live on it essentially
1: yeah essentially uh yep that's it for this week Uh, if you enjoyed this show and you haven't yet gone over to apple podcasts and given us a review we would appreciate it uh five stars is is sort of the go-to there but if you don't feel it's five star worthy we're not going to hold that against you uh and if you don't use apple Podcasts, if you're a stitcher type or maybe you're over on google play uh leave a review over there and, and help the good folks to uh find this podcast uh next week we will be back with uh pickle rick it's pickle rick finally we get we we get the whole don't don't overanalyze it morty uh maybe he just turns himself into a pickle maybe that's all that's (laughs) happening there uh but yeah until next week uh, i'm travis i am brandon and thank you guys for listening
0: thank you goodbye